What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Booth, your go-to podcast for all things concerning events, where we literally have you covered from A to E. Yes, I just said A to E, not A to Z. If this is your first time joining us, let me break it down for you exactly what I mean. A, if you're a attendee, B, if you're a bride, C, if you're a coordinator, D, if you're a DJ, and E, everybody else, we have you covered. Your go-to podcast for all things concerning events. I'm your host, Marcus, and if you haven't done so, please do me a favor, hit that subscribe button, hit me a follow on Instagram at DJ Ignite the number one, and I would love to hear from you guys as well as continue to stay in the loop with all the exciting content I have coming your way. Now, let's break it down and let's get into this week's episode. Today, we are talking about coordination, 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 coordination. Honestly, it is coordination that really makes a event click. It's what really makes the event flow. It's what really makes the event function, believe it or not. So when you're planning an event and you're bringing all these components together, it is imperative that you're bringing all the right components together because if they click and they click well, even if it's their first event together, then everything flows smoothly, fluidly, and it doesn't matter what's going on behind the scenes. It is what makes the day, the event, the night, the couple hours amazing. Now, typically the coordination falls to a single person who is the coordinator whether it be the event coordinator the planner the day of coordinator they're the person who typically if this was sports they're like the quarterback they're the ones who communicates to everybody else to play and they put the play into action and they get the ball into the hands of the person who it's the play for them to actually step up and you know do what they do if they're we're talking about basketball they're the point guard they take it up the court or they take it this further into the timeline and they pass the ball around and get the ball moving to who needs to make it so they can take the shot so they can, again, maximize and, quote unquote, hopefully put points on the board. So the typically the titular coordinator is that person when it comes to events. Now, when you have that person, it does make things or it can make things go smoothly if it is, again, the right person or the person that is organized, the person that is connected enough to know what they're doing. Now, when I say connected, I'm not talking about, oh, they have a Rolodex or a contact list or a social media follow range of all these people, all these vendors, of all these, you know, clients and all these go-tos that they can just, you know, hit with the flick of their finger and boop, there you go. Not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that they can, you know, take what you give them. They can take the people that you give them and they can really bring them together by communicating the solitary timeline that the event is going to follow. Now, when it comes to timelines and it comes to events, believe me when I say it never goes the timeline. (laughs) It never goes according to plan. It doesn't click the way that you want it to, no matter how bad you want it to. So you have to be prepared, literally, for best case scenario, worst case scenario, or the infamous saying, the legendary saying, you hope for the best and you plan for the worst. It's the same way when it comes to events. And it comes the same way with why coordinating is so 
important. So if something gets delayed for any reason, things don't skip a beat because other people are in position to go and be where they need to be to kind of keep the event going that those who don't know don't think that, oh, well, you know what? We are 45 seconds behind. Something must be wrong. You know, it just it just clicks and it flows. And honestly, for the attendee, they don't really feel it. They're kind of oblivious to it or they're kind of unaware of it because it's not really on the forefront of their mind because while we're waiting for this, that, or the other, things are continuing to still run and flow and function. And that even if things are more notably or kind of obviously late, it still doesn't have a massive negative impact on the experience of the attendee. For example, it's easy to say, okay, we're not running behind if you're taking pictures. You know, you're taking pictures of uh, different people, different scenarios. If you're a wedding, you're taking pictures for the fam- of the family. And so cocktail hour is more like, you know, cocktail hour and a half. It doesn't matter as long as it's communicated across the board and then the coordination is still intact that, okay, now it's not going to be 530. Now we're looking at 545. So now people can kind of gauge and plan out accordingly. The, the caterer can kind of, adjust the temperature the way that they need to adjust the temperature so that way that when the food start actually getting served it's not too hot or too cold um the photographer they're the ones taking the pictures so they have to kind of still maximize the time that they have so if we're talking an additional 15 minutes they need to get all the shots that they can get all the shots that they are supposed to get within that additional 15 minutes um djs have to you know continue to shift the music where it it kind of aligns and correlates with what's going on for me personally one tip that i that i do when it comes to transitioning from like cocktail hour to the grand entrance especially when you don't know for certain you know people leave you know they're doing the pictures with the bridal party and a couple of members of the bridal party they left the venue and they went around the corner to go get something to drink or go get something run an errand real quick or something. So now they're MIA, but so now things are literally contingent upon waiting for them to get back. And you don't have time to kind of just wade water. Like you have to keep things flowing in a way where it doesn't really feel like, oh, we are really 45 minutes behind because, you know, we're two people left the venue causing everything to get backed up. So what I like to do is I like to take what the the grand entrance song is, whatever it may be, whatever the style is, whatever the, the BPM is, whatever the tempo is, whatever the energy dynamic is. And I like to wade around kind of like a certain vibe during cocktail hour. Now, when I know we're about 10, 15 minutes out from the grand entrance, then I start to shift away from where the vibe was during cocktail hour and begin to move it towards where that energy is for like the grand entrance. For example, if let's say the grand entrance, everybody's walking into black eyed peas. I got a feeling, you know, that's about 126 to 128 um, beats per minute. You know, as far as the tempo, which way you get that. You know, 
but I don't, I can't just go from something slow to stop break and immediately bam 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 you know it's got to be like this nice granule increase that goes where from where it is like where if it's let's say, say hypothetically it's like a country vibe we got like this nice cool country vibe kind of chilling around one you know 100 bpm maybe 102 104 and then i start increasing it 10 15 minutes out start changing the vibe a little bit more moving away from country so now it's this more seamless transition that's been a long burn effect that by the time we get to the grand entrance like okay people are starting to know like okay this is where we're at the energy levels there the attention's there so like let's go uh compared to okay i've been playing like a bunch of random songs now and now i'm just playing i got a feeling it it makes it that much more obvious when it's that versus seeming more like it's coordinated like it's planned oh wow you know what it all led up to the grand entrance um now that's one of the ways where it's a little more subtle if you hit a snag and you're running behind but again the reason why we know we're running behind and we're not anymore on schedule at least at this point in time is because it was communicated so the coordination is now shifting to accommodate accordingly um you have sometimes where sunset is at 5:40, but at 5:40 we're supposed to be you know doing toast okay well we may not do toast we need to get the bride and groom to temporary temporarily exit the venue to go get some sunset pictures and then come back and then resume what we had in mind so how do you do that without you know again losing beat losing the momentum you play to what's going on um, you tend, you lean in to what's going on. Now, something that is more obvious when it's running behind, let's say you're waiting for a food truck and it's dinner roughly supposed to be at 5.30, food truck pulls up at 5.30 and has to start prepping the food. It's kind of obvious that, okay, we're running behind. <laughs> we're not where we're supposed to be. Um, yeah, what are we going to do? Well, one, you're never going to panic. Never, ever panic. Two, that's where coordination comes into play. So now you just call a different play. You call an audible. You say, hey, this is the situation that we have to deal with now. So this is how we're going to go. And when it comes from a, that unique voice that can say from an authoritative standpoint, not being bossy, but you know this person is the coordinator. So... They're the ones running in between all the different components. They're running between the person who's really putting on the event or why we're all here collectively anyway. Um, they're communicating or running between all of the vendors. You know, they're the ones that communicate all the little tiny details. And that also goes for, again, like I said, not weddings, but even like mm, school functions. You know, where you have a photo booth. The photo booth is closing at six o'clock. The, the event ends at 6 30 so coordinating ahead of time to let you know to let the dj know to communicate or the mc or the host know so that they can make an announcement that the photo booth is closing in 15 minutes five minutes 10 minutes five minutes and the photo booth is now closed that all comes from coordination so it's not a shock it's not a surprise for people when the photo booth starts tearing down and you know packing it up and they're like wait a minute we wanted to get in real quick it's been communicated and we're all in agreement and we all know what's going on so we all make sure that you know what's going on as an attendee that the photo booth is shutting it down in 15 minutes 
when you don't have a coordinator, it's important to really get professionals in their other capacities because professionals believe in professional courtesy. Professional courtesy falls on communication and intervendor or if this were like a business, interdepartmental communication or cooperation. It is the photographer taking it upon themselves to inform the DJ what's going on, the DJ taking it upon themselves to communicate to the caterer what's going on, the caterer taking it upon themselves to communicate to the florist what's going on, the florist communicating to the photographer what's going on, and around and around and around that it goes so that in in time, everyone knows, okay, this is what's going on. For example, put it back in a wedding sense. The there is no coordinator. There is no day of coordinator. The photographer's taking photos. Um, there's a timeline in place because somebody was smart enough to whip up a timeline. And so we're looking at five o'clock. Five o'clock is supposed to be the end of the co- the um, cocktail hour, and we're preparing for a grand entrance, which is going to actually take place about five fifteen. Well, they're running behind on the pictures again just like my last example. But this time, now it is the photographer, the photographer's assistant, or even the DJ, you know, knowing or realizing that they have, this is a four-minute song. They have about three minutes or so to run and go find out what's going on. And they, you know, kind of step away from the booth to find talk to the photographer real quick, touch bases, find out what's going on. We're looking at doing the grand entrance at more like 545. Cool. Then we go in. See, and then it's about eye contact communication, of course, because when it comes to the grand entrance, the photographer has to get in a position where they can see or get a good shot or a good angle as people are coming in. So they're going to come in first. So now the photographer coming into the room first basically is a signal to the DJ that we're about to have the grand entrance without anybody actually saying a word. So we have this level of anticipation that's coming through verbal and nonverbal cues that even without a coordinator, they're still, again, for the lack of a better term, interdepartmental cooperation taking place to make the event succeed and to make it click. Because if you start, you see the, the party starting to gather and you just jump to the grand entrance, the photographer is not in place. Those moments aren't captured. Those, those, those moments that will last and that potentially can make it into the, the uh, the wedding photo package for the for the couple are essentially lost all because the grand entrance was begun or cued or kicked off before other people were in place because once we got that we go straight to everybody coming in you go straight to grace after you do grace then people start serving and start eating but now if you go you do all of that but nobody told the caterer they're not fully ready or prepared. So when you're like, all right, so table one, two, and three, you guys go, please go get your food. And caterers looking like, uh, we're not ready. Nobody said anything. Nobody said that we're, that we are on time. Nobody said that, you know, we're, this is what we're, where we're at or what we're doing. So we're not ready. We don't have the plates ready. We don't have this, that, and whatever ready. So like, oh, tables one, two, and three, just kidding. Please sit down. It's not a good look. And then it, 
it actually hurts the experience for the attendees, for the people who are putting this event together. So that is why coordination is so important. So if you have it via a coordinator or if you have it via just hiring professionals that have a a just a solid background to them, then they know how these things work and they will take it upon themselves and be grown adults and communicate amongst each other if there is in the absence of a coordinator. And I say grown adults because, again, when you're kind of a you know you're kind of a rookie or you're 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 not too you're not thinking about the event as a whole you're thinking about your lane whatever your lane may be then you're going on 100 and you don't really care about how it's impacting or affecting other people and that's not good that's not good at all so then without a coordinator no one's talking to each other No one knows what's going on and when and where and kind of blindly following the timeline if there is even a timeline. And so it's literally flying by the seat of the pants, which makes it a very stressful experience for those putting it on or those kind of that have spent the weeks or months planning this thing. And that's not a good experience either, because you got to remember, you got to take care of everyone to make sure everyone has a great experience. You want to make sure that your vendors have a great experience. You want to make sure that your attendees have a great experience. You want to make sure that you, if you're putting the event on, has a great experience. I mean, if you think about it, think no further than even your own backyard barbecue at your house. You want everybody to have a great time, but it's not a great time for you when you're the only one that's there at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, or 12 o'clock at night, cleaning up, doing all the dishes when everybody left at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, but they had a great time and everybody had fun and it was an awesome pool party or they watched the game or whatever they were there for and you're still cleaning hours and hours and hours later and tired and exhausted. It was that That's not a good experience for you. So ultimately, you're going to be like, no, we're not doing it in my house. Nope, Mm-mm. nope, I don't care. We're not having it at my house. So you got to remember, you got to treat and put yourself in a position where your event makes sure everyone has a great experience and coordination helps to make sure everyone has a great experience because it raises the expectation. It raises the caliber of who you're hiring, who you're bringing into this thing, what your attendees are walking into, what you're experiencing or what the people who are putting this thing on are experiencing. And I say that because it could be, you know, when it's the wedding, it's not necessarily the bride and groom all the time that put on the wedding. Oftentimes it's the, really the one who foots the bill that is putting on the event. So if it's the, you know, the mother of the bride or the fa- or the, the parents of the groom that are footing the bill, they're the ones that are essentially putting this event on which is them putting on this wedding for their kids to get married and share this experience with their friends and family and their loved ones and all of the bells and whistles that go with it. They're the ones putting on the event. So you want to make sure that they also have a great experience, just like 
you if you are the one that's coordinating just like them who it's their big day just like the vendors because you if you are an amateur or professional or an amateur trying to become a professional you want them to potentially work for you again work with you again collaborate with you again in the future at on your next one i talked about it on you know in that episode about building community over just networking but that's where the community does come into play because for a lot of people events really aren't just one-offs now granted not saying that they're going to do this again next month it may be you know a an annual thing but it's still an annual relationship where you can kind of bank on okay every september i know i have somewhere in this month an event with this school with this company with this person with this um organization that you can kind of bank on it and you want them to come back so if you are coordinating it and you don't pay them or pay them on time or you give them that oh i'll send you i'll hit you up on venmo next week um i'm sorry i gave you my my services tonight like why can i get paid tonight they're not going to be so inclined to really work with you or want to work with you again because you're diminishing their experience. So coordinating all of the tiny details, having someone do it is a huge, huge, huge bonus. It is a huge plus. It is a huge benefit that works in favor of the event as a whole versus not having one at all. But if you cannot afford one, if no one's volunteering, if you don't have one, or if it's just your first event, you know, it's your first time, you know, taking over the chair for the PTA. And so now you're the one that's running the show. You have to at least know to just get some pros, get some professionals, get your A team in place. That way, at least you can trust when you're talking to them, how they, how well they work with communication, they can communicate and talk and works amongst themselves to ensure that things are getting done when they're supposed to, how they're supposed to in the means by which they're supposed to. So coordination is, it's a huge one. It's a huge thing. If you coordinate, then you can bank on the fact that your event will be great. You want a great. You want your event to be great. Got to coordinate. <laughs> I should actually, you know, probably take that and copyright it. Anyway, but if you really do want your event to be great, you need to make sure that someone or your vendors can communicate. Because when they do, it makes things run smoothly, even when things really aren't running smoothly. Because I promise you, nine times out of ten, things will not be running smoothly. But if you still hold it together, you coordinate things will still be smooth, if that makes any sense. So anyway, I hope this helps. I hope this brings some ideas for how to pull off a successful event and really make it run smoothly, even when it's not running smoothly. Because as I just said, nine times out of 10, it's not going to run smoothly. That is why you always hope for the best, plan for the worst, and make sure that your communication and people can coordinate to handle any and everything in between. Again, 
Thanks for joining us. I'm so excited about this week. I have a lot of good things coming up on next episode, which will be airing on Thursday, of course. So if you haven't already done so, hit that subscribe button. Love and appreciate it so very, very much. And I would love to hear from you. So DM me or just give me a good follow on Instagram at DJ Ignite, the number one. Yes, I know. I'm telling you, I'm in the process of changing the handle. I am. I promise one of these days I'm going to get the handle changed. But Anyway, for now, it is at DJ Ignite, the number one. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you guys on this one. And especially, I want to hear some testimonials about how your events are going ever since you started listening to this podcast. And um, also, hit me up. Let me know some areas that you guys want to hear about and some perspectives you want to have. Um, I'm reaching out to a couple of photographer friends of mine to get them on the podcast very, very soon. So I know I talk about photog- from a photographer standpoint. That's just from my interactions with them. But to hear it still first person and not second person, I'm excited for you guys to hear some of those treats. So until next time, y'all have a great one and I'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace. Peace.